Hi there, I'm Craig. Welcome to the very first episode of the Melody and Drama podcast. A podcast that will basically cover music, films, television, and anything else I feel like at the time. Now, this podcast is going to take a pretty much structured format. On a Sunday, it's going to be sort of film and music. On a Tuesday, it's going to be new television. And on a Thursday, it's going to be classic television. Now, this first episode is being uploaded on a Monday. Uh, because the BAFTAs and the Grammys were last night, so I thought doing a film and music podcast before then seemed a little bit daft. So, uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today, it is going to be the BAFTAs and the Grammys. But first off, I want to just talk briefly about a couple of films uh, that I've been to the cinema to see over the weekends. Um, now, on Saturday night, I went to see um, the latest installment in one of the greatest franchises of all time, and it it's quite simply called The Muppets. It's not a reboot. It's not a remake. It's, it's a whole new Muppet story. Uh, it's been written by Jason Segel, who also stars, and Nicholas Stoller, uh, the guys behind Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Very funny film in its own right. Uh, this is obviously much more family friendly, but uh, it's, not, it's not lost none of the charm. Uh, the storyline... Basically, the Muppets uh, have disbanded. They haven't performed together in years. They're dotted around the world, doing all sorts of different things. And uh, Jason Siegel and his brother, who is a Muppet called Walter, decide to get them back together, basically, um, when they find out that the Muppet Theatre is in danger of being knocked down by a rich, evil oil baron. A very Muppet villain. I've got to say, a great performance from Chris Cooper in that role as well. Uh, what happens is, is stunning uh, throughout. The story's great. It's, it's, the Muppets is cheesy. It's, it's corny. I mean, when they decide to go look for the other Muppets, uh, Kermit Walter and uh, Jason Siegel's character, Gary, and his girlfriend, Mary, played by Amy Adams, <laughs> ask how we're going to get there and Kermit says like we always do we're going to drive uh, brilliant scene they travel by map <laughs> it's great um, there's some great performances from the Muppet performers there's some excellent cameos I mean there's cameos galore in it uh, Donald Glover from Community shows up Rashida Jones who I absolutely adore has a fairly major role uh, Cameron's from Neil Patrick Harris, John Krasinski, Emily Blunt is brilliant, uh, Mickey Rooney's in it, Dave Grohl is playing an animal replacement, Jack Black is Animal's Anger Management Counselor, uh, there's a fantastically stunning cameo from Jim Parsons, uh, who you'll know as Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory, uh, during one of the major set-piece songs, uh, Man or Muppet, which is brilliant. Um, just totally, totally recommend this film to any fans of the Muppets. And take your kids, take your wives, take your husbands, take your girlfriends, take your brother, sister, mum, dad, anyone. Genuinely, anyone with a sense of humour will love it. It's a solid four and a half star film. The Muppets. There's a good chance if there's nothing else on at the cinema in the next few weeks, I'm going to go see it again. That's how good it was. <laughs> Um, sticking with the franchise thing, as you probably know, um, over the next six years, all the Star Wars films are going to be released in 3D at the cinema. And yesterday I went to see the first of them, which uh, unfortunately they've gone 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. So it was The Phantom Menace. Now, 
released in 1999, much maligned, say, um, but it was Star Wars, it was 3D, it was on the big screen, there was never a chance I wasn't going to go see it. So I went along yesterday, and I tell you what, I really, really enjoyed it. I really did. The film, I've got to say, is nowhere near as bad as I remembered it to be, and it's absolutely not as bad as it gets uh, credit for. It's it's a pretty decent film. It really is. I mean, stories about Hammy and places. Uh, the kid playing Anakin Skywalker, Jake Lloyd, who was about nine years old at the time, uh, he is terrible. He is terrible. And uh, actually retired from acting in 2001, probably because people told him he was crap. Um, really, I'm, I'm sure they could have found someone better to play Anakin. And yeah, Jar Jar is irritating. But other than that, it's actually quite good. Um, I've got to say, I'll talk about the film first. And Qui-Gon Jinn, played by Liam Neeson, is a brilliant character. I understand that he had to die for the story to progress, but I would have loved to see Qui-Gon sitting on the council in Clones and Sith. Um, Darth Maul is a complete badass. It's a great villain, and a real shame that he only lasted one film. And I think Peter Serafinowicz's voice is something chilling about it as well. So, that, those are the good points with the film. Um, and so it's not a bad storyline. Natalie Portman was young at the time. I think she was only about 17 when it was filmed. She's excellent in it. Uh, Ewan McGregor grows into the role the further he goes. and uh, Yeah. So some of the dialogue's a bit patchy, but, you know, it's, it's a good film. It is a good film. It's not a great film, but it, it's alright. The 3D. Now, it's a converted film. So, you know, I'm sceptical going in. But the 3D's excellent. It's the best conversion I've seen in a non-animated film. A lot of that's probably got to do with it's very CGI heavy. But, uh, even given that, it's it's superb, the 3D. The pod race, you feel as if you're in the cockpit. Um, but even just, like, incidental scenes standing, talking on Star Cruisers and stuff. People in the background are in the background. and It is great. The 3D's fantastic. Overall, I'm giving uh, The Phantom Menace 3D 3.5 stars. I'm not being overly generous. I'm really not. I'm, I'm an in with pretty much no expectations. And come out thinking, I really, really enjoyed that. So, well done. I mean, next year I'm going to go see Attack of the Clones. And I know that half of that film is great. And half of it is terrible before I go in. It evens out. So, yeah. Uh, Muppets definitely go see and it, honestly go see Phantom Menace in 3D if you're a Star Wars fan you'll enjoy it you will There's, I mean I'm, I'm not I'm not going to sugarcoat it it's not the greatest film in the world but it's pretty decent and the 3D is excellent and if you can get past the really crap acting from Jake Lloyd and Jar Jar being an annoyance you'll enjoy it so we'll stick with film and it was, of course, the British Academy Film Awards last night, the BAFTAs. Uh, they were hosted by Stephen Fry, who was brilliant in the hosting role. Um, it was opened by Tom Jones singing Thunderball. That was brilliant. What a great opening. Really unexpected. Uh, so the big winner 
uh, was the artist. The artist took seven awards, uh, five of the main ones and a couple of techs. Um, it was, you know, big winner. And I, I saw that film a few weeks ago and I, I loved it. I'm not one for Oscar bait. And I didn't know what I was going to think when I went into it. It was stunning. One of the one of the best films I've seen in a long, long time. So well deserved. Uh, the other multiple winners there were actually only two. And it was Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, Senna, and the Iron Lady. There was three. Sorry, I've misread my notes there. There was three that won two awards. So I'll just run uh, through the winners. Um, best film was The Artist. Um, I think fully deserved in my eyes. Excellent, excellent film in all in all shapes, it was, it's beautifully shot, it's beautifully acted, it's beautifully directed, it's beautifully scored, so I'm, I'm no problem with the artist winning best film, as I said, I thought it was outstanding, and I, I'm fully with all the awards it's been winning. Uh, the outstanding British film was won by Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, and I don't think that was any surprise to anyone, uh, I haven't actually seen it yet. I have been hearing outstanding things about it, especially Gary Oldman's performance. So yeah, really happy to see that winning Best British Film because uh, everyone involved really does deserve awards. Um, the next one I've got on my list is the outstanding debut by a British writer, director or producer. And this has been won by the actor Paddy Considine for his first film as director, which is Tyrannosaur. Um... It's a film I haven't seen again, I've got to admit that, but, you know, it's had some really good reviews, and uh, Paddy Considine's an, an actor I know well, so it's nice to see him doing something, and Tyrannosaur is one that's on my watch list, so I will be watching that, and uh, hopefully it lives up to the hype, although I've heard it's pretty sad, so, yeah, we'll look forward to that. Uh, the best film not in the English language was won by The Skin I Live In, which uh, is a Spanish film. Uh, it's by the Aldemars. Um, I'm a little bit surprised The Separation didn't win this one, actually. The Separation is the Iranian uh, film which has been sweeping the boards of all sorts of award shows. But The Skin I Live In, I have heard good things about. Um, I, I say I am surprised it wasn't, it wasn't a Separation. Uh, the best documentary was won by Senna, and I don't think there was any other film that could win that award this year. Um, it's been disgracefully, disgracefully overlooked for the Oscars. I, it didn't even make the long list. It's, it's missed out on a technicality of some description. Um, Senna is not just the best documentary I saw last year. It's one of the best films I saw last year. Even if you're not a motor racing fan, you will love Senna. It's an emotional piece. It's a great, great piece of filmmaking. Um, so delighted, absolutely delighted that that's won uh, the award for best documentary. Um, because it, it simply was the best documentary released last year. And uh, the final one for feature films was the best animated feature. And that went to Rango. Um, which which was a fun little film. So, yeah, we'll go with that. So, uh, on to the award for Best Director. And I think you can probably guess what way this is going to go. And it did go to uh, Miguel Havanicius. I've pronounced that terribly. I'm really sorry, Miguel, but that's how it's going because I'm not going to change it now. Um, 
But he was, of course, the director of the artist. And as I said when I was talking about it being the best film, it's directed beautifully. Um, it really, really is. And I uh, cannot have any complaints about that winning Best Director. Uh, the artist also took home the award for Best Original Screenplay. Oh, and now this one, uh, it has two lines. Two lines of dialogue right at the very end. So the screenplay has, has basically told the actors how to react and everything. I think it's just such a brave decision to give original screenplay to the film, which has two lines of dialogue. Hmm. Superb. Unfortunately, Oggy, the little dog in the arts, wasn't eligible for any awards. I was a bit disappointed at um, Best adapted screenplay went to Tinker Tailor's Soldier Spy. And this brought up one of the uh, most emotional moments of the night, because uh, Peter Strawn, who co-wrote the screenplay, uh, accepted the award. Um, you know, he co-wrote the film with his wife, Bridget O'Connor, who died uh, before the film was released. Um, so he had a very emotional acceptance speech, and uh, I think that was quite a touching moment uh, when he dedicated that to, to his late wife. So that was a nice moment, um, quite a touching, quite a sad moment, but... Well done to them. Um, again, I said I've not seen the film, but I've heard great things. Uh, the acting awards. Now, the leading actor went to Jean Dujardin for the artist. Um, he was brilliant in it. You know, he, he spoke two li two words right at the end of the film. Conveyed everything with his facial expressions and his body language. He was brilliant in it, and his speech was great. Again, just like it was at the Golden Globes. He's a very very funny man, and he's. He's done French films for years, and I really hope he, he ends up in the mainstream, because he's he's pretty he's so charismatic. Uh, leading actress, unsurprisingly, went to Meryl Streep for The Iron Lady. She's playing Margaret Thatcher. Quite a funny little moment. Colin Firth uh, presenting her with the award, and her shoe fell off. That was quite funny. And she wasn't hammered while accepting the award, like she was at the Golden Globes. So that was nice. Uh, the supporting actor went to Christopher Plummer for The Beginners. The supporting actress went to Octavia Spencer for The, hate, the Help. They've been winning the awards all over the place, and it's just lovely to see Octavia Spencer still looking absolutely stunned every time she wins the award, although she's won them all over the place. I'm talking about this one. Uh, best original music went to the artist. The music in the artist was great, but that award should have gone to the girl with the dragon tattoo for Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Uh, because that's one of the best scores I've ever heard. But original music went to the artist, which I'm okay with, because the music was great, but I think it should have gone to Dragon Tattoo. And the artist also picked up awards for cinematography and costume design. Uh, best editing went to Senna. Best production design went to Hugo. Best makeup and hair went to The Iron Lady. Best sound went to Hugo. Oh, there's Hugo won two awards as well. That wasn't in my list at the start. And Best Special and Visual Effects went to Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Short Animation was won by A Morning Stroll. Short Film was won by Pitch Black Heist. Uh, Adam Deacon won the Orange Rising Star Award. And he was great. He did this speech and he was just seemed so down. Uh, and you know how they get shuffled off backstage. The photos taken and everything. He tried to just jump off the stage and go back to his seat. It's totally down there with Adam Deacon winning that. Well done. The Outstanding British Contribution Cinema went to John Hart, very well-deserved award. And the BAFTA Fellowship uh, was awarded to Martin Scorsese, who was a tiny little man. Um, absolutely totally little dude. 
Scorsese. I knew he was small, but watching him last night, I didn't realise how small he was. Um, standing ovation for Scorsese. And to get the fellowship, I think he's well-deserved it for years and years and years. Brilliant. So that was the BAFTAs. And I've got to say, I did I disagreed with a couple of the awards. I mean, the fact that Rooney Mara wasn't even nominated for leading actress, I think was a pretty bad decision. And I do think that the girl with the dragon tattoo should also have won for best music. But other than that, the artist uh, cleaning up. And I'm okay with that. Uh, so last night it was the Grammy Awards as well in Los Angeles. Um, so I think they were going to have a big, pretty much party-style celebration. And then Whitney Houston, of course, died on Saturday night. And so I think things were a little more subdued. I haven't seen the awards ceremony uh, at all. They were seven, eight awards. I'm just going to go over some of them. Um, main winners, Adele won six awards. The Foo Fighters won five. Kanye West won four and Skrillex won three as a whole host of um, artists winning two awards. There are Tony Bennett, Bon Iver, CeeLo, Fergie, Alison Krauss and Union Station, The Civil Wars and Taylor Swift. So the main awards of the, the night, the album of the year went to 21 by Adele and uh, Adele is 21, so you know, it's a bit of a phenomenon of an album. It's not really my thing, but, uh, you know, she is a great singer. So, okay, you know, I'm okay with her winning that because it, it sold a lot of records. It really has. And as I said, she's got a great voice. Um, just rolling. And not rolling the deep. It's just someone like you. It's, I can't get my head around that song. I mean, I'm not going to go into it on this occasion. But listen to the lyrics, right? Listen to the lyrics. That's all I'm going to say. If I was her ex-boyfriend, I'd be terrified. Um, but she won Album of the Year. Uh, she won Rolling in the Deep, won Record of the Year and Song of the Year. The distinction between these two, Record of the Year recognises the production and performance of the track, and Song of the Year recognises the composition of the track. So Rolling in the Deep, Song of the Year and Record of the Year. And she also won awards for Best Pop Vocal Album, and best pop solo performance. Now that one was for someone like you, and I'm actually okay with that winning uh, because it's for the performance and her vocal on it is excellent. It's just the lyrics of the song I don't like. And she also won best short form music video for Rolling in the Deep, which I don't think I've ever seen that video, so can't comment. Um, best new artist. Now this is one that's thrown me. Bon Iver won best new artist. Bon Iver's debut album was released in 2008. So, can someone please explain to me how how that happened? That they've won that. I, I don't get that. But, okay, <clears throat> never mind. Boniverse, quite, quite nice, you know. Laid-back music. And uh, also won Best Alternative Music Album uh, for their self-titled. Uh, where are we now? We are at Best Pop Duo or Group Performance, uh, which went to Tony Bennett and Amy Winehouse's duet Body and Soul. Uh, two of Skrillex's awards came in the form of Best Dance Recording and Best Dance Electronica Album um, for Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites. I don't know what his other award was. I can't see it. I don't have the full list of winners on here. As I said, there's like 78 awards, so I don't have the full list of winners. Uh, the Rock Awards were 
absolutely dominated by the Foo Fighters, who won all four. Uh, for best rock performance for Walk, best rock song for Walk, best rock album for Wasting Light, they also won best long form music video for Back and Forth. Um, and they won best hard rock and metal performance for uh, White Limo. Listen to this category. Listen to who's nominated for this award. Dream Theater on the Backs of Angels, Three Fighters White Limo, Mastodon Curl of the Burl, Megadeth Public Enemy Number 1, Sum 41 Blood in My Eyes. <laughs> it's a good category that, isn't it? The Foo Fighters won up with White Limo. They, rock, they walked the, the rock category. Uh, the rap category was dominated by Kanye West. Best rap performance was uh, his collaboration with Jay-Z on Otis. Best rap song collaboration was All of the Lights, Kanye, Rihanna, Kid Cudi and Fergie. That also won Best Rap Song. And Kanye's My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy won Best Rap Album. I've got the Country Awards up here because the Civil Wars won for Best uh, Duo Group Performance for Barton Hollow. Fantastic. Taylor Swift won Best Country Song and Best Solo Performance for Mean. And it was Lady Annabellum for Own the Night for Best Country Album. Which will have upset the purists. And I just I just thought these were quite nice. Uh, best comedy album was won by Louis C.K. for Hilarious. That was a really good character. That had uh, Weird Al and Patton Oswalt in there as well. And best musical theatre album. I love, love, love this. The Book of Mormon. The original Broadway cast recording album. That is, of course, the musical by uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. South Park guys. Um... Which I hope is going to make its way over to the UK at some point because it's meant to be very, very funny indeed. So that was my Grammys roundup, and I thought that was going to take longer than that. But as I said, I've just gone for the sort of main awards. I mean, there's loads of awards for jazz and instrumental and production, and there's uh, there's awards for like best no album notes. <laughs> really, really, there is. I, I've not made that up. There is. There is an award for Best Album Notes and Best Album Packaging. And Best Box Set was won by Bruce Springsteen for The Promise. So, <laughs> there we go. Bruce got an award for someone making him a nice design. <laughs> so that was uh, the first edition of the Melody and Drama podcast. As I said, um, this edition will usually be uploaded on a Sunday, but... Uh, with the Grammys and the BAFTAs being last night, I thought it was sensible to leave it off until Monday. So I hope you've enjoyed listening, and tomorrow night um, we'll be going over, I will look over the last week or so's television. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Thanks a lot.